way we view and how we value God's Word has a tremendous impact on our lives. Hello, I'm Tim Dumas. Let's talk about it in today's episode of the Hope for Healing, Faith for Living podcast. Hello, and thank you for joining me today. I do pray that you are doing well. Let's begin by looking at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. And the scriptures I share today are from the World English Bible Translation. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13 says, For this cause we also thank God without ceasing that you have received from us the word of the message of God. You accepted it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also works in you who believe. Amen. The word of God works in those who believe. Well, believe what? What the scripture was talking about. Believe that what was being said to them is in fact the word of God. Let's hear it again. For this cause, we also thank God without ceasing that when you receive from us the word of the message of God, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also works in you who believe. The word of God will work in us to bring about God's will for our life if we will believe it and if we will honor it as God's word. Not just a message from a man, but the message of God's word is in truth the word of God. The scriptures that we have, the Bible that we have, is the written account of God's message, the written account of God's word to us. It is truth, and if we will honor it as God's word, if we will believe God and believe his word is his word, then his word will work in us. The word of God works in those who believe. The word of God works in those who honor the word as his word placing value on it, esteeming the word, looking at the word as if God was speaking to you himself, because that's what he's doing. He's doing it through his word. So today, what I want to do is just share with you scripture after scripture after scripture about how the Bible refers to the word of God, how the scriptures refer to themselves. And we want to get the same viewpoint of God's word that God wants us to have. All right, we want to see and value God's word the way he wants us to. And when we do that, we'll see an increase of his word working in us. So let's begin by looking at John chapter 3, verse 1. It says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 2, The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, All things were made through him. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Then verse 14, The word of God became flesh and lived among us. We saw his glory, such glory as this, the one of God, the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. So here we see that the Scripture showing us the connection between Jesus himself and the word of God. They are one. The word of God is God. That's what the scripture says. Let's hear it again. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Still is. And I know this is hard for us to understand. But we can understand 
that God wants us to see his word this way, and we should honor it. If the word of God is speaking to us, then God is speaking to us. That's how we need to see it. Okay, we're going to go through some more scriptures, but I want you to understand that the Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the word. The word is Jesus. Okay, now we're going to see even what Jesus said about it. But just know this, when we honor him, when we honor the word of God, we are honoring him. Let me tell you a quick story. Years ago, I was a senior in high school. I was playing football on the football team, and we were pretty good. And it came out in the paper one day that we were ranked as one of the top teams in the state. Okay, my dad saw that paper, and he told one of the, the kids on the team, and he came in the locker room and told everybody. And so some of the kids said, no, no, you know, there's no way we're ranked as one of the top teams in the state. And then one of the guys on the team said this. I'll never forget it. If Mr. Dumas said it, it must be true. I thought, I mean, it just really stayed with me all these years. First, it made me feel good that the the person who said it had so much honor for my dad. But he said, if he said it, it must be true. See, he believed it because of who said it. Do you see the point I'm making? That person believed that the paper said we were ranked as one of the top teams in the state. He believed the paper said it because my dad said it said it. And he honored and valued my dad. So therefore, he honored and valued what my dad said. And it really has. It stayed with me all these years. But I want you to think about it. When we understand that God's word is his word, is his message to us, that is his, then we'll be able to believe it. One preacher said, if it's in the word, it must be true. Because he accepted it as God's word and honored it as God's word. And in doing so, he was honoring God. So I want us to see more of this connection of God, of Jesus, and the word so that we honor the word at a higher level, which will help us walk in faith and help us fulfill the word and help us get to the point where the word of God is active in our lives, accomplishing God's purpose in our life. And that is working in us, as we read in First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. Okay, so let's read some more scripture. All right, let's go to Acts chapter 11. We'll begin with verse 1. We're going to read down to verse 14. Because a lot here I want to, uh, to get to. It says, Now the apostles and the brothers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. Okay, what did they receive? They received the word of God. And when Peter had come to Jerusalem... Those who were of circumcision contended with him, saying, You went into uncircumcised men and ate with them. But but Peter began and explained to them in order, saying, I was in the city of Joppa, praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, a certain container descending, like it was a great sheet let down from heaven by four corners. It came as far as me when I had looked intently at it. I considered and saw the four-footed animals of the earth, wild animals, creeping things, and the birds of the sky. I also heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. 
But I said, No, not so, Lord, for nothing unholy or unclean has ever entered in my mouth. But a voice answered me the second time out of heaven, What God has cleansed, don't you call unclean? This was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. Behold, immediately three men stood before the house where I was, having been sent from Caesarea to me. The Spirit told me to go with them without discrimination. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. And he told us he had seen the angel standing in his house, saying unto him, Send to Joppa and get Simon, who is called Peter. Now this is 14. Listen to what it says. Who will speak to you words by which you will be saved, you and all your house. See, this chapter started out talking about people receiving the word. And then it gets down to verse 14. It says that Peter will come and speak to you words by which you will be saved. Words. Speak to you words. Speak to you the message of Christ. By that message, believing that message, honoring the message of God's word, that the person could be saved. Now, if, if, if Peter would have just came and spoke his own words, there's no power in that. But when he speaks the message of Christ, the word of God, the message of Christ, and the person receives that as the message of Christ, then that word, the word of God, can do a work in him because he's believing it. He's believing who the words are, whose words are they, and what the words say. When you do that, the word can do a work. Let's look at more scripture about the word. Isaiah 55 verse 11. So is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, but it will accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper in the thing which I sent it to do. The word of God will prosper in the thing that he sent it to do. He sends his word to do a work in us. If we believe it is his word and believe what his word says. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. But he, referring to Jesus, answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. The word of God. It's by the word of God that we live. Luke 11, verse 28. But he, again referring to Jesus, said, On the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Jesus says, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Again, we cannot hear the word and just think, well, that's just the word of some man. We need to understand the words in Scripture are the words of God, and we keep it. means we keep it in our heart, but we also keep it by acting on it, believing what it says and doing what it says. That's when you'll be blessed. Psalms 107 verse 20, he sends his word and heals them and delivers them from the grave. Psalms 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet, a light for my path. John 17, 
Verse 17, sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. See, sanctified means to set apart. Okay, we're, we're set apart for God, God's intent. Who he wants us to be and what he wants us to do, we're set apart for that purpose. And it's the word of God that sets us apart. It's believe in the word, act on the word, because his word is truth. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. Amen. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living. See, it's not just words on a paper. I mean, that's, that's how it's communicated to us. It's written down so that we can read it. But the word of God is alive. If we will look at the words in Scripture, the words in the Bible, and, and know this is how God is communicating to me. It's his written word. It's his written word to communicate to us his message, his living word. The word of God is living, the Scripture says, and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even of the, to the, divided of the dividing of the soul and spirit of both joints and marrow, and is able to discern the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The Word of God is living. So we've got to understand that the, what, what we read in the Bible isn't just words that some man wrote down. The Word of God is inspired. It is the living Word of God. I'll share with you two more verses. Psalms 56, verses 3 and 4. The psalmist wrote, When I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you, in God. I praise his word. In God, I put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? Did you hear what it said? In God, I praise his word. I praise his word. Now, I've actually heard people talking about how some Christians put too much value on the word. They're giving too high value to it. Well, the scripture shows us that we are to give high value to it. Remember, we read in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. How can we not give high value to the word? Here, the psalmist is saying, I praise his word. I praise his word. Listen to Psalms 138, verse 2. And again, I'm sharing these from the World English Bible. Psalms 138, verse 2, I will bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your loving kindness and for your truth. For you have exalted your name and your word above all. Your name and your word above all. God has exalted his name and his word above all. Should we give the Word of God value? Should we give the Word of God honor? Should we esteem it highly as His Word? Yes. And as we start to do that, as we start to honor the Word of God, we are actually honoring God. When we're obeying His Word, we are obeying Him. When we are accepting His truth, believing His truth, then we are given permission for his word to do a work in us. 
Let's go back to where we started, First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. For this cause, we also thank God without ceasing that when you received from us the word of the message of God, which is Christ, okay? It's about Christ, all that God has done for us through the redemptive work of Christ. That's the message, okay? It says, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God which also works in you who believe. Now, let me share this. The scripture says, preach the word of God. Okay, so when you are a place where there's a minister, a preacher, a teacher, whatever, you need to hear what he's saying and listen for the word of God. You know, not everybody preaches the word, but that's what we're supposed to do. We preach the word. We share the message of God. And you need to be in the word well enough so that you can recognize when what's being said isn't the word or is the word. And in Acts, it actually talks about the Bereans searched the word daily to see if what they were hearing was truly the word of God. We need to be doing that because it's the word of God that will change our life. It's the word of God that we're healed by. It's the word of God that delivers us. It's the word of God that is the power of God into salvation. When we honor the word of God for what the scripture says it is, then it has a work in us. It does a work in us. It does a work in us, and that's what we want. We want God to do his work in us, and that comes by believing and honoring his word as his word, yielding to it, believing what it says, doing what it says, trusting what it says, and in doing so, we are yielding to God, trusting God, and doing what God says. In our next episode, we're going to talk more about the Word of God and honoring and actually just falling in love with the Word of God. The Word of God is His message to us, His connection to us. It's our connection to Him. John 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Let's not separate Him because He doesn't. He exalted his name and his word above all. Let's believe his word. Let's believe he's doing a work in us for his glory. Amen. Again, I'm Tim Dumas. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Hope for Healing Faithful Living Podcast. Until next time, may God's riches and best be yours.